Hi everyone and welcome to episode 13 of Infraction, our true crime podcast. I'm Nadia. And I'm Sally. And on today's case, we're going to be looking at the murder of Evelyn Hernandez and the presumed abduction and possible murder of her son, Alexis Hernandez. When Evelyn Hernandez was 14 years old, she legally migrated from the small country of El Salvador to San Francisco in the United States. Evelyn went to high school and held down several jobs at hotels and shops. However, at the time of her disappearance, she was trained as a vocational nurse. When she was 17, she fell pregnant with a son, and when he was born, she named him Alexis, although friends and family and the wider media called him Alex. Several years after Alexis was born, Evelyn and her son moved to the Crocker Amazon neighbourhood of San Francisco, closer to Evelyn's boyfriend, Herman Aguilera. Herman Aguilera was 36 years old and worked for either a limousine company or he was an airline mechanic. Different reports do say different things. Despite the couple having some arguments from time to time, generally family and friends described the pair as happy. However, this reportedly changed in late 2001 when Evelyn fell pregnant. Herman became withdrawn from the relationship and didn't seem thrilled at all that Evelyn was pregnant. She was confused and so she phoned Herman's mother. Herman's mother revealed that Herman was actually already married. This was something that Evelyn had no idea about. Despite this, Evelyn was still very excited and happy to be pregnant. And when she found out she'd be having another boy, she told friends and family that she was going to name him Fernando. Evelyn had planned to have her baby shower the week before her due date. On May the 1st, 2002, Evelyn dropped Alexis off at nursery and then she went to run some errands in preparation for her baby shower. She reportedly used a cash machine and then went to pick up Alexis from his daycare. Neither 24-year-old Evelyn or 5-year-old Alexis have been seen alive since. Herman Aguilera reported Evelyn and Alexis missing on May 7th, 2002. This was six days after the last time they were seen by anyone and, reportedly, this date, May 7th, was Evelyn's due date. I think it's important to note that in these six days between her disappearing and Herman reporting her missing, nobody else had reported her missing. So there's almost a full week where they're gone and nobody has reported it. So nobody is looking for them. Several days after the pair were last seen, Evelyn's purse was found abandoned in a car park. They identified it as hers as there was a check inside with her name on it. The car park where this purse was found was reportedly close to where Herman Aguilera worked at the limousine company, but I'm not sure how factually correct that is since there's a lot of differing information out there about where he actually worked. The police presumably searched for Evelyn and Alexis, but I really can't find that much information about the days and months after their disappearance, and that's because the media completely neglected to report on this case. The newspapers did not put Evelyn's photo on their front pages. The mainstream media did not talk about this heavily pregnant mother and her son who had vanished without a trace. Nobody in the San Francisco area knew who Evelyn was or that she'd gone missing, much less that they should be on the lookout for the mother and son. In the first instance, police initially thought that maybe Evelyn had taken Alexis to go and have her baby in private. However, after a few weeks of no sign of Evelyn or her son, the police suspected foul play. The lack of reporting in the media continued for several months and there were no leads as to the whereabouts of Evelyn or Alexis or her unborn son, Fernando. Then, on the 24th of July 2002, almost three months after the pair had gone missing, 
a female torso washed up on the banks beneath the Bay Bridge, just a 15-minute drive away from where Evelyn had been living in Crocker Amazon. According to the autopsy report, the torso of the woman had her legs attached, but her arms and head were missing. The torso was reportedly dressed in a large maternity blouse. DNA evidence determined that this was Evelyn Hernandez. There was no sign of her unborn baby Fernando or her five-year-old son Alexis. So when you say that, Nad, are we to presume that she'd had the child before she died? Um, so we go into this a little bit later, but okay. there's literally no reports on it. It's very, very unclear what happened to either of her sons. It's really unclear. But wouldn't she be pregnant if she hadn't have had the child? Okay, so there's something called coffin birth. Have you heard of what that is? No. It's quite graphic, but it basically, when a mother is, dece- is deceased, but she's pregnant, gases build up inside the body and so these gases essentially push the baby out so obviously she was dead so it's not unlikely that she would have given birth to the baby after she was dead does that make sense right okay so yeah okay so herman aguilera was questioned by the police but he was never formally charged or listed as a suspect or a person of interest some reports state that herman's wife gave him an alibi Apparently, she did know about her husband's involvement with Evelyn, but she had not known that Evelyn was carrying Herman's child until the police told her. Despite this bombshell being dropped on her by the police during her questioning, she still stuck with her statement that Herman had been with her on the night that Evelyn had disappeared. And I find this quite hard. I haven't, I can't really find any information on this, but I don't really know how you alibi someone when the police don't really know what day Evelyn disappeared because there's almost a whole week between the last time she was seen and then her being reported missing. So she was last seen on May 1st, but she could easily have been at home that night and then been abducted or murdered on May 2nd or May 3rd. Do you know what I mean? I guess it's quite difficult for me to understand how he was alibied by his wife when it's not really clear actually when she went missing. No, I completely agree, because if she's on maternity leave and things at this point, like you say, it could have been feasible that she spent one of those days just at home and she wasn't missing at that point, but Mm. she just didn't go out and see anyone. And then a couple of days later, like you say, something awful happened. So, no, I do find that interesting that they have ruled him out as a suspect, even if you accept his alibi on that night. You would surely think, okay, but we can't be 100% sure he had nothing to do with this, given we don't really know the timelines. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. I feel it really bizarre. I mean, I guess we just have to maybe have some kind of faith in the police that they have more evidence than just this alibi. But I sort of feel that Herman, and actually, to be honest, maybe even his wife, they have quite a serious like motive for wanting her dead or wanting her out of the picture, don't they? So I find it bizarre that they've just completely just written him off straight away. Yeah, absolutely. This relationship is a very unusual situation at this point for, in theory, both women to know about the other and there to be no animosity there Mm. and no incredible stress for Herman trying to keep two women happy whilst Mm. cheating on them both. So, Mm. no, I agree. You'd think there would be motive there already. Yeah, so it's completely bizarre to me, but that's kind of where we're at with that. The police have not listed him as a suspect and you know they don't even list him as a person of interest so it's bizarre so there may be some listeners out there who feel that they recognize this case but they aren't familiar with evelyn's name you might be thinking about lacey peterson 
Lacey Peterson was eight months pregnant when she went missing from Modesto in California. She went missing in December 2002, five months after Evelyn's remains were found. Lacey's body was found under very similar circumstances. Like Evelyn, Lacey's torso also washed up beneath the Bay Bridge in San Francisco, although this was 79 miles away from where she went missing. Unlike Evelyn, however, Lacey's unborn baby was also found about a mile away down the shoreline. Lacey Peterson's story was everywhere. It was on billboards, front page headlines, every major news programme was talking about her. Her story was national news. These were two almost identical cases, but one that was heavily reported on and another that was barely mentioned. When doing my research for this case, almost every article I came across from reputable news sources spoke about Lacey's case with little to no mention of Evelyn's case. In articles that did mention Evelyn, Evelyn has been labelled and referenced as the other Lacey Peterson. And this just really pisses me off. Firstly, if you're going to play that game, then Lacey should technically be called the other Evelyn Hernandez because her murder was first. But secondly, why do these news articles feel the need to link the two cases just to get people's attention? She isn't like a poor Hispanic version of Lacey Peterson. She is her own standalone self and she deserves her story and her case to be heard on its own merits. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, all that you can think of at this point... Um is actually like a racial classist issue, isn't it? You can't have... The details of the cases are very similar. Both of them, to me, seem to be newsworthy and in the public's interest because actually when you know so little about Evelyn's case, I don't really know how the newspapers didn't feel that there could be some sort of risk to the public. I mean, if I was a woman living in the area, I'd really want to know that uh, someone was missing so I could kind of behave accordingly. Um, So I think it's really awful and sad that this is still happening um, and I think this case seems to me to be an incredible example of just how in unequal reporting in the media is of cases based quite sadly on the victim circumstances which like you say they shouldn't really bear relevance here. These are still two human beings that went missing and have died under quite awful circumstances. Oh, I, can, I literally I couldn't agree with you more. I absolutely agree. The overriding reason for the lack of reporting of Evelyn's case versus kind of the over-reporting or the excessive reporting of Lacey's case is 100% because Lacey was a middle to upper class white woman and Evelyn was an immigrant from El Salvador. I think it's a classic case of missing white women syndrome, which is kind of where the media just obsessively and exclusively reports and investigates the disappearances of white women and girls and neglects to report the disappearance of any other victim who isn't white. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a really interesting investigative article by a man called Zach Summers, which I'll of course link below, but that looks into whether missing white women syndrome exists and the conclusion basically is that it does exist. There are disparities in whether the missing victim receives any news coverage at all and there are disparities in the intensity of those victims who do make it into the news. This disparity in media attention is clear in Evelyn's case, as we've already discussed. Her case was not reported on from the beginning until really her body was found and then when her case was reported on, it was done so a lot less frequently and less intensely than Lacey's case was. According to Alta Online, the San Francisco Chronicle admitted that they published 32 stories about Lacey Peterson, including four front-page stories, whereas they'd only printed four stories about Evelyn Hernandez and none of these appeared on the front page. And it's just awful because 
I'm not saying we can never know, but a part of you does wonder, actually, if it had been reported on sooner and more widely spread, would the outcome have been any different? I doubt mm. it, but it's heartbreaking, really, that this wasn't reported when it was just a missing person case and actually it took for it to become a murder and you just have to wonder a little bit was that time in between if it had received more attention would anything have been different absolutely i completely agree with that i think also and i'm not at all saying lacey peterson didn't deserve the news coverage she got because she absolutely did but i'm just quite confused because in this case in evelyn's case Yes, it was like a two missing person case. She was missing and so was her son. But even when they started reporting on it kind of briefly, when she was murdered, her son was still missing. And that's crucial. Like a five-year-old boy was missing and nobody was talking about it in the news. I just find that absolutely bizarre. Um, And I think it goes back to what you said in a different episode we did, Sal, where I think it might have been last, last, uh, the last episode we did where you said about how you know, Madeleine McCann was like a white girl and it's been reported on excessively. And in this case, Alexis is a Hispanic boy and and then the media just aren't talking about him. I think it's a very stark example. I think it's quite clear that her race did play a part in um, why her case was underreported in the news. But I also think that Evelyn was a sort of quote-unquote less attractive victim to report on because she wasn't married the baby of her father was married to someone else and she wasn't middle or upper class. Whereas Lacey was married and she was middle class. And then basically when her husband was charged with her murder, the media went wild because they could put his face on all their reports too. And he was seen as this like super attractive, handsome wife killer. It was very kind of like gone girl-esque. But as you can imagine, this caused a lot of distress and emotion for Evelyn's family. Nobody was interested in Evelyn and her two missing sons. And yet, wherever they went, they saw Lacey's very similar story being reported. The Hernandez family had to fight tooth and nail to get any media coverage. This was particularly painful for them because, as I just mentioned, Alexis was still missing. Of course, Fernando, Evelyn's unborn son, was also missing. But I presume that police suspected that he was unfortunately dead. I kind of touched on this earlier but I couldn't find any information about whether or not the medical examiners could tell if Evelyn had given birth before she died or whether Evelyn might have had a coffin birth or whether or not the child had been removed by a cesarean section. The San Francisco Gate reported that Evelyn's friends and families repeatedly attempted to have her case featured on America's Most Wanted. They said this was rejected because the police had not issued any information about any suspects However, America's Most Wanted did feature Lacey Peterson on their show, despite there being no suspects named in her case either at the time. With regards to Lacey Peterson's case, Scott Peterson, her husband, was convicted and sentenced to death over the murder of Lacey and their unborn son. He has always protested his innocence, and during the trial, the defence lawyers brought in Evelyn Hernandez's case to try and suggest that there was a link between the two victims and that Scott Peterson wasn't guilty. They suggested there was some sort of satanic cult who was killing these very heavily pregnant women and that they were removing the heads and limbs of these women as a satanic ritual. There are differing expert reports with regards to this fact, but I think the overriding conclusion was that Lacey's limbs and head were most likely eaten by fish or decomposed within the water and they were not removed with a tool or a knife. I cannot find anywhere whether the same can be said for Evelyn because nobody has reported on it and I cannot find a detailed autopsy report anywhere. San Francisco police are certain, however, that the two murders are not linked. 
unfortunately, and I cannot believe I'm saying it, but that's literally all I have for you. Evelyn's murder has never been solved. The rest of her body has never been found. And really, sadly, Fernando and Alexis have never been found either. If Alexis was alive today, he would be 23. And if Fernando is alive, then he would be 18 years old. There's really no information out there on any potential suspects. I've seen a lot of reports that Herman Aguilera was cooperating with the police for a short while, but then he hired a lawyer and stopped speaking to the police. A statement from his lawyer read that, Herman was deeply saddened by the news of the death of his close friend. His close friend? Like, they're not pals. Like, she was his girlfriend and was carrying his child. That is just terrible. And again, you just... I just find it really surprising because even a lawyer mocking up a statement like that, you'd think the press would be all over it. I mean, there's strong evidence that he was the father of her unborn child. So you'd kind of think the media would whip up a real frenzy here and paint him as this, you know, horrible man who isn't admitting that he's with this woman who's gone missing and then her body's washed up. You know, it does sound like there would be a story here for them, but it just really surprises me that they didn't engage with it at all. And it really angers me that, from the sounds of things, Herman's just been able to go back to his life. I mean, thank God he had a spare family, after this happened it's just it's infuriating isn't it it just doesn't sound like there's any justice i'm really surprised that there's nothing more about really her autopsy out there Mm. because you would have thought that i mean i don't know but doesn't that have to be released to the family if they request it yeah i'm pretty sure it does have to be released to the family um and also you can file freedom of information requests so i think her family would have been able to do that if they hadn't actually requested it or if it hadn't been sent to them I mean, the information might be out there. I just, honestly, I cannot find it. And every time I came across any article, it just referenced Lacey. And I just find that so difficult. And can you honestly imagine being her family? And, you know, for Evelyn's, like, brothers and sisters and stuff like that, their nephew was missing. And he still is missing. He's five years old. Five years old and no one's reporting on it. Nobody's looking for him. Nobody's looking for his mother's killer or for whoever abducted him and, you know, if he's still alive or anything like that. Nobody cares and that's just awful. If Evelyn's family, every time they turn on the news, they're seeing the exact same case but of a white woman and they can't get their story heard. I just, it's heartbreaking and it's just totally unjust. And um, it's just very difficult, isn't it? Because what you'd really like to understand is when did her neighbours last see her I know we've obviously got the evidence that she went and withdrew money but there must have been other people who'd seen her in the week before who frankly knew her and Herman's relationship a bit better it just it seems very bizarre that the police couldn't even release these minor kind of details which actually might have led to more conclusive leads and at least got something for the family whether they actually found a suspect and a conviction, it would be really nice for the family to have just any idea what might have happened in that last week and any kind of motives. And it, to me, I just, I always find it unbelievable when people really go missing without a trace. There's normally something going on, isn't there? Whereas in this case, it just, it doesn't sound that there's anything and I think a lot of that will be because the police haven't drip-fed the media bits of information or that they have and the media haven't picked it up, that have meant, you know, interest has been generated and steps have been 
taken to get closer to this being solved. Yeah, I wholly agree with you. I wholly agree with you. And that is what was so frustrating to me was that, yes, like the last bit of information really that, that's been reported out there is that she withdrew some money from the bank. Um, but I read other reports that suggested that she didn't drive and she would have taken the bus home when she collected Alexis from daycare. Why was that not released to the media? People, if she did take the bus home, if she got on a bus, then there would be people who could testify to that and who could, you know, there will be witnesses who would have seen, who, who might have seen them get on the bus. That's what's Absolutely. so frustrating. And how much money did she get out? Did she get out 20 or did she withdraw her life savings? Yeah, you know, completely, I don't really know. All of really crucial to understanding if you know if did she know her life was in danger did she think she was under threat was she just going about her daily business all of that sort of you'd think would help build a narrative that might force the press to get engaged even if they did it after the fact you know even if they did it when Lacey's case became very well known if it just seems bizarre that they then didn't think oh we're gonna run with this story particularly when um Lacey's husband was convicted of her murder, that's kind of mm. case closed from Lacey's point of view. Surprised me that the press wouldn't then think, oh, okay, well, why don't we go back to Evelyn? What information is there? What can we... You know, it's newsworthy. It makes people buy papers. And unfortunately, that sounds like a horrible thing to say about a, a horrible murder. Mm. But that often is the press's intent. And it just surprises me that in this this case, I find it very saddening that there was just no engagement at all and that there's that little information out there about a woman and two sons who may have all lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. And like you said, when Lace's case was solved and when her husband was convicted, I totally agree. I don't know why no one was then not speaking about Evelyn and trying to find her killer. Um, but I mean, even like 15 years later, I think uh, I think it's A&E or... I can't remember if it was A&E or not, but basically there was an, a big like television production company in the US did like a 15 years on from like Lacey's murder kind of like documentary thing. And it's just like, why is that still getting so much news? I'm not saying it doesn't deserve the attention, but I cannot understand how they're justifying it in their minds by continuously reporting on what is now a solved case. But yes, it piques people's interest, but that no one's talking about this this killer who is still out there and this murder that's been unsolved and these two boys who might be alive somewhere or they might have unfortunately been killed and and nobody's you know in prison for it or being convicted or charged for it i just find it absolutely bizarre so do i what did they think was lacy's husband's motive to kill her i mean was it a plausible cut and dry conviction or was there much doubt in the media when he was convicted it's one of those cases where there's like a massive half the people think he didn't half the people don't think he did it um the media really painted him as um and i kind of go back to what i said earlier about it's very like gone girl like this very like they call him like attractive and like to be fair like he looks quite similar to ben affleck in gone girl like (laughs) and he his face is like everywhere and i think he was abusive towards lacy which is why people thought that um it wasn't like surprising that he might have killed her Um, but he's always maintained his innocence the thing is I think is the way he reacted after she went missing and after her body was discovered was that he was very calm and like collected and a lot of people say that that's basically because he didn't care that she died Um, but he even now maintains his innocence he has like a freaking book out and stuff like that about like things the jury didn't hear and uh, he does reference Evelyn's case in that book Um, but it's it's hard to know with that case yeah it is hard to know because it's very convenient for him in some ways that 
Evelyn had gone missing under quite a similar circumstance in a reasonably close time frame. Mm-hmm. And actually, it'd be curious to know whether if Evelyn's case hadn't happened, would he still be pleading his innocence? Or is he a very calculating man who thinks that that's his his shot at getting out of prison if he can keep stirring up this idea that Living. there could be an alternative to him? Yeah, so that's interesting that you said that because so Evelyn's murder happened first um, and theories like kind of like on the internet. um, Some people suggest that maybe Scott Peterson killed Evelyn as like a practice run before he killed Lacey. Personally, I don't really imagine that's the case because I think if it was, I think he would have actually been more reluctant to bring in Evelyn's case than to, you know, into his trial. I think he'd, he'd more likely try and push it out so no one maybe linked him to that murder as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also... Um, there is a reasonable distance between them, isn't there? Yeah, it's just they were found in the same place. Yeah, you can imagine how um, someone who, I don't know, argument's sake, was a serial killer or some kind of cult, it makes more sense that they should commit a crime than move location, I think, than it does that Lacey's husband would drive quite far away to randomly commit a woman mm-hmm. that presumably he's not aware of her existence i think if it was in a slightly closer radius i might buy into that more but actually for me it just seems slightly strange that he would go to you know a small place very far away from where he lives to do a quick practice run no i, I definitely agree with that i think other reports and like theories with that maybe he saw what happened to evelyn and then decided that he was going to dispose of his wife in the same way but like again i just don't think that that could be the case either because i mean like we've discussed heavily in this case it wasn't like her case was like front page news at all so we would have to have like probably extensively searched for missing or dead pregnant women in the area at which point i imagine the prosecution would have found that in her search history and stuff like that so i'm sure that would have come out if that was the case um but also um Lacey's arms um and head obviously were missing as were evelyn's but it's basically largely been concluded that that was like decomposition so i think it's more likely that he just dumped her body um in the river and then you know as time went on um her limbs and stuff were eaten by fish and stuff like that whereas you know with evelyn's case we don't know what happened to her we don't know if the same thing happened to her or if her limbs were removed um on purpose and it's it's difficult isn't it because i i understand why people are drawing conclusions between the two cases um because they do on paper seem quite similar but because we don't have enough information about Evelyn, we just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think it is completely plausible that they weren't removed because actually, as we've heard, she was missing for quite a long time, wasn't yeah. she, before she was found, unfortunately. So if it happened to Lacey in what sounds like a short period of time, then mm-hmm. it sounds quite possible it would have happened to Evelyn, actually. Um, but it is, yeah, I think it's one of those things that, completely when you have two cases in front of you that do bear some similarity it is very easy to look for links and to Mm. think it seems very unlikely that two such similar cases would happen by complete chance but actually I think that probably in my mind I think it probably is the case I think even for no other reason than these women come from two very different pockets of society um and that in itself I sort of think if you know, there was a murderer who was taking advantage 
it seems unlikely to me that he would go for two such different women. You might mm. see why a murder would be appealed to Evelyn, maybe banking on the fact that it would go quite unreported. Um, but in that case, it would seem unlikely he would go for someone then like Lacey. So I do think here they probably do have two separate murderers. It sounds probably like Lacey was killed by her husband. Yeah. And Evelyn, as you say, unfortunately, we just don't have enough information. We We hear it a lot in cases, don't we, that it is often... Uh, someone who's known to the victim so personally I do still probably hold Herman in some kind of regard that actually he should have been investigated more thoroughly that said without the information out there we don't know whether there was something really conclusive that definitively said it wasn't him I mean it's very convenient for him he's got another wife who is willing to probably cover him wherever she can yeah no I definitely agree I think to me Herman is or Herman or his wife, or maybe both of them together. I think they have the biggest motive here. I, If it wasn't Herman, the only other thing that I can think of was that maybe this was like a case of fetal abduction because she was so so heavily pregnant. Um, so fetal abduction obviously is where someone steals an unborn baby from a pregnant mother for either the purposes of raising that child as their own or for selling them to like an elite adoption agency or something like that. Although I do guess that the issue with that theory is that Unless she was kidnapped and held captive until she went into labour and gave birth, the baby would have had to been cut out of her. And I would have suspected that kind of information would have been reported. But, I mean, or maybe not, I don't know, because of how underreported this case was. Um, but, I mean, like I said earlier, there are no reports about how the baby was born or how he, for want of a better phrase, kind of left Evelyn's body. So, I mean, it could have been fetal abduction, but I guess if fetal abduction was someone's motive, maybe they wouldn't have picked a pregnant woman with a five-year-old son in tow. But, I mean, it does bear thinking about as a consideration here, but, yeah, again, without really... I do probably agree with you. I think that if there was any sign that her child had been forcibly removed, I actually probably do think it would have been reported. Yeah. Only because the state of her body was reported in so far as her head and limbs were missing so Mm -hmm. i think if you're going to write those details i'm not sure why you would then um exclude the fact that there was evidence of a cesarean etc so Mm -hmm. but i mean i find it really shocking that that is even an industry because you would need such an elite people to want to adopt a stolen child and you need such awful monsters to be willing to murder a woman to get one so I find that, yeah, hard to wrap my head around that that is even an illegal business that goes on. Oh, yeah, I found loads of cases on it. Maybe I'll do that for one of the episodes soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see how graphic it is. But, yeah, like, it, I know it's absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Um, but, yeah, it is unfortunately something that happens. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry I don't have any more information for you guys, but I hope this episode shined a light on Evelyn's case because I think it really does deserve the attention that it just didn't get from the media. Um, I should probably actually also just mention, if you go Googling this case, you'll probably be hit with another case of a woman called Evelyn Hernandez from El Salvador who's been convicted and acquitted for killing her baby. That's a totally different case, but it comes up a lot when you're trying to research this one, so just to be clear, they're two different completely different cases um but all the sources i used a link below if you want to take a look on those however thanks everyone so much for listening if you have any thoughts or comments then we are on instagram at infraction.thepod we're really active over there so yeah if you have any thoughts or comments then you can find us over there you can also find us on facebook thanks for joining everyone we will see you on wednesday i think 
uh, yep we will see you on wednesday um where i'll be bringing it back to england and a brutal murder that happened in east kent so we'll see you on wednesday for that one bye bye